we're not taught and haven't been taught in our like adult lives that rest is it, it, it is an option as a form of self-care and of course when a situation arises when you would have to take some kind of some sort of like actions it's not the first one we lean towards Hello and welcome to Unproductivity, the podcast about rest. My name is Nelly and today we are going to talk about rest as self-care. Uh, kind of like what does it mean, what does it look like and also why it is so controlled. There is a construction going outside uh, and unfortunately this is the only time I can record this episode. So um, I, I apologize beforehand if you're going to hear some construction noises. I will try to edit them out if there is any um, during the... Well, when I'm editing, but um, I, I, I hope it's not too disturbing. Anyways, um, to the topic of today, rest as self-care and a bit generally about self-care also. I think uh, self-care is portrayed in mainstream media and, and in social media as something that's like easy to do. Something that just kind of like comes, you don't need to make time for it and it just happens and the only reason you aren't doing more self-care is purely and entirely because of the like lack of time. I think there's two issues here. First, um, I think everyone has heard the saying like you're never too busy for things that matter and that it's not about being too busy for something or someone, it's just prioritizing other things over self-care or another person. Um, and I, I agree with it. We When we say that we are too busy for self-care or that we don't have time for it, um, we're just like prioritizing other things. We're maybe prioritizing um, watching a series or watching a movie or playing games or meeting up with someone or work um, ahead of uh, self-care. The second point is what I want to focus on today, um, that self-care doesn't just like happen. For some, and definitely for myself, <laughs> Uh, self-care is not like an obvious thing. Um, it takes effort. Like sometimes I really have to motivate and kind of like force myself to take care of myself. And I think that's an aspect that doesn't get discussed in the um, entire like self-care discourse. It isn't a reward, I think, less as is often portrayed. It's a necessity. Um, it's like you're parenting yourself, making sure that you have everything you need to thrive, even though um, it would mean that you need to like take a break or ignore the things you're rather be doing like well like I said playing video games or watching a series or browsing your phone <laughs> I'm not saying that there is anything wrong with those um they're usually just uh, things we kind of get stuck on and ignore the actual things that can help ourselves feel better um this idea of self-care as like a self-parenting really changes the way we think about self-care at least most of us know the basics of like keeping a human alive. Um, you need food and sleep and shelter and social connection of some kind and so on. But while we would tell our children or others we take care of um, to stop playing and do that X that makes them feel better, that one thing or that group of things, we often forget that we can have a similar relationship to ourselves. And it really feels like that also in a way. Is when you really don't have the energy to go wash your hair or go for a walk or don't feel like calling a friend because you're feeling miserable, but you do it anyways. That's kind of like the parenting deal that I'm talking about. I mean, it's it's definitely good to let your inner child be free, but sometimes we need to be the like quote unquote adult 
and remind ourselves that bedtime exists for a reason. And uh, um, I, I don't mean like disciplining ourselves, because um, boy, do we do that a lot. Uh, no, it's more uh, coming from a place of love and care. Um, and where we are fulfilling the needs we have instead of continuing to do the things that might be harmful for us or the things that have our attention at the moment. And even if they're not like directly harmful, they're not really helping us feel better either. Uh, self-care is often something that is the like first thing that go out the window when things that get difficult. Uh, this might be because of like stress and scheduling and a lot of deadlines coming up. Or it might be because of our mental or physical illnesses. But what of the reasons in this kind of situation, self-care becomes challenging. Um, our environment, I, I mean like the space we live in, might get cluttered. Um, we stop taking care of our appearance or start eating food that's like easy to grab rather than good for us. And I think that um, most of us know what to do, uh, the steps to feel better. And the ways you need to be cared for. Um, but we just lack the like, physical or mental energy to take those steps. Um, and self-care isn't always just like a reward. Sometimes it takes a lot of motivation and self-discipline to achieve. And I feel like it's it's an, an aspect that's... It's not, it's not, as I said, it's not present on this like self-care discourse where you're just like, oh, I'll take a bubble bath and have a face mask and maybe go for a walk or or dance to some music and, and it's, it's somehow very natural and, and free and rewarding and and um, nobody talks about this, that that when you are down or when you are stressed, um, you, you, know that, you know the steps, you know how to make yourself feel better, but you don't have the energy or the motivation to do it. And and then we often like punish ourselves for for knowing what to do and then not doing it because we think that we're just lazy when it's really um, more about not having the energy and not having the capability to do so. And I think that, that especially like rest as a for form of self care is definitely like a challenging one. Um, even if you don't have other factors in your life making it more difficult, like the ones I mentioned earlier, I think to a um, far extent it this is because we are not taught that rest is a form of self-care that that it's even an option in general when you're feeling down or tired or stressed um we're catered an assortment of options from like working out to caffeine to vitamin shots but rest is just kind of ignored and passed in silence um we're not taught and haven't been taught in our like adult lives that rest is it, it, it is an option as a form of self-care. Um, and of course, when a situation arises, when you would have to take some, kind of, some sort of like actions, it's not the first one we lean towards. But what does rest as self-care look like then? Well, as an example, uh, when I was studying in um, my master's program in uni, I had this like a stack of assignments to turn in next week. Um, and I actually took an entire day off. <laughs> what? Let me explain. <laughs> I was writing something on Saturday. I was like really stressed out about deadlines, um, about being so tired that I can't think straight. And I was like trying to take short walks and drink coffee and meditate and, you know, make it's just anything to make things happen to be able to focus. But you, you can't really fight it when you are just like exhausted. You, you can force yourself to create some text on the paper, but you know the quality is going to suffer, at least for me. So instead of forcing it and staring at the text and, and staring at the books and not sure 
what I was reading and if I was just like browsing the pages without having anything to adhere to my mind, um, I decided to take the next day off, completely off, and start again on the Monday. And when I say take off, I just really mean just not doing a thing. I'm chilling, easing, resting, taking naps, recovering. <laughs> and I wasn't trying to like optimize my recovery. I wasn't trying to, okay, uh, because today is rest day, I, that means that I need to eat these these things and that I need to go for a walk and <clears throat> I need to exercise to get blood moving. And, and so no, it, it was just complete, utter unproductivity. Uh, when Monday came around, I felt a lot better. I'd actually managed to finish the assignment in no time. Um, and we can't we can't really be productive when we are in this like flight or fight kind of state of mind. But in this situation, taking time off and just dropping like everything is often the last thing that crosses our minds. We're like so focused on the task task on hand. Um, not only is our like nervous system super alert and and but as I also said earlier, we're not taught that rest is an option. Um, other examples of rest as self-care can be like scheduling free time and empty blocks on your calendar um, to just like chill and take evenings alone maybe or or just canceling plans when you really feel like staying home. I, I used to really live on other people's schedules trying to hype myself up for going out on a Friday after a week at work or at uni but I really felt like staying home and taking it easy of course. I was even more exhausted the next day um, and I have since learned to to listen to my own needs and go to bed at 9pm if I want to. Why I think that rest is a self-care is such a challenging topic for many and I really wanted to point this out because I think that when we talk about rest and how you should just like stop, drop and roll, I know it's not that easy. Um, we're going against everything that's rewarded in the society and we're supposed to be productive and find a productive way of resting. Like taking breaks from work or studying to go fold the laundry or go for a run or something. And rest is not always, it's not always like this beautiful and serene or these aesthetic naps or hanging in a hammock or a park and and there is a gentle breeze and it can be really messy sometimes. It's like you're turning off your phone or throwing it away and and so that other people's messages don't reach you and you're laying in bed and you're uh, you're not feeling good but you you know that you have to take time off or you're overwhelmed and you need to close all the curtains and and turn off the lights and and put earplugs on just cuz sensory overload you know it's it's not always it's not always easy but it can also be like small things it can be like a short nap in the middle of the day or between meetings or snoozing in in the bus. Um, it doesn't have to take time or effort. We can just rest. I touched on this self-care theme a bit uh, on episode three with Michael when we were talking about masculinity and noted that rest as a form of self-care is really not something that's allowed for men or discussed in the context of masculinity. Like, the forms of self-care that are presented and as acceptable or promoted for men often revolve around things that you can buy or that then there is or then something to do with like an activity but we rarely see an image of a man napping in a soft blanket and snoozing away with the book it's even visible in the market you know um, most of the products that promote rest such as like sleep products or the whole context of or concept of sleep hygiene um, is really marketed towards women 
And as Michael said, men actually had a lot of trouble, or men do have a lot of trouble sleeping. Um, but why? But why, but why are we not like more concerned about this? Why are we not talking more about men's burnouts and stress and unrealistic expectations of productivity and fitness and success? Like, this idea of manhood as something that's strong and never breaks under pressure is just, like, incredibly toxic. We need a discourse um, that where we allow men to explore other forms of self-care, whether it is long bubble baths with your book or sleeping in or Harry Potter marathons with blankets and snacks. But what does rest of self-care really mean then? I think it, or to me, it means recognizing the moments when you're pushing past your boundaries and taking a moment to recover and be, well, unproductive. <laughs> it means that um, we take time, to, or take the time and put the effort into giving ourselves chances to rest, making space in our calendars. It um, might also mean canceling plans, saying no to plans or drawing boundaries with how much energy you give to others. As I talked in the last episode, this idea of unavailability for others or making yourself unavailable for people and things that drain your energy rather than give it, is it's definitely a form of self-care. And it's kind of prioritizing your own well-being first, prioritizing yourself first. And I think that's kind of the deal with rest. It doesn't benefit anyone else or anything else directly. There is no profiting off of resting. There are no productive breaks with tidying up. You're not resting for the benefit of, of your employer or a company. Resting is the most like anti, anti-capitalist thing to do because you're not only benefiting yourself, taking care of what so many people and capitalists want. It's your labor power, your energy. And besides talking about rest as like a daily self-care or like creating new habits and taking breaks... I want to look at rest as a way of caring for yourself in like a wider context. I mean that sometimes in life, we really need to take a break from everything. We're often driving ourselves to a burnout and not noticing it before it's too late. And I think this is widely due to the lack of other possibilities in the society. Like we are not, we are not presented with alternatives or there, there really aren't alternatives in the society. Like, even if we can afford it, we usually don't have the chance to take time off from work because you only get a specific amount of days off in a year. And if you want to take a break between jobs um, or even quit your job, (laughs) you're going to end up having to explain that gap in the future. The way that working works um, in our society is extremely toxic to us. We literally have no choice but to burn ourselves down if that's the road that we're going on. This is why, like, in my day job, I, I'm a diversity and inclusion consultant. Um, I talk so much about flexible working and how we need to normalize that other than these, like, 40 hours a week careers. People who work any less often get, like, stigmatized by others. Like, there's something very wrong about them. I think I touched on this in the Hustle and Grind uh, episode. Um, we simply do not see working less as a worthy way of living or building your life. When someone is taking a like quote-unquote mental health break to rest or to, or to avoid like burnout, people either think that it's just an excuse to be lazy, uh, or that it's quote-unquote too late that they're already like seriously ill. 
um, but this like preventive, um, like kind of like life is starting to be too much. I need to slow it down. Kind of break <laughs> is kind of out of the question as an alternative. Or realizing that you've been grinding for the past ten years and really need a time off to figure out what to do with your life because it's not fulfilling anymore. I think it's the same as why capitalism doesn't want us to rest in general. Because when we take a break, we realize how effed up the system really is and how few alternatives we really have. It's also why we resist it so much and why we keep on telling ourselves we have no alternatives. Because we live in a society where people who question the grind are so heavily stigmatized and punished. It explains so well why uh, laziness is considered such a, like a sin. And why resting is so often seen as being lazy. Or or the need to rest is being seen as lazy. Because the grind needs people who are not willing to come with it to feel bad about themselves. And we, as people and peers and friends, are contributing to it. We are contributing to people ignoring their need for rest and recovery. Because we think that being anything less than hyperproductive is not an alternative. People who are lazy and not hyperproductive are seen as deviant and as like second-class citizens. Because, oh, look at me, I am contributing so much to society. And then look at this person sleeping in and taking sick sick leave from work when they're really not even sick. But you're only contributing to your own own oppression. Um, We've been through this before. The capitalist society is not going to thank you for your sacrifices for the sake of productivity. It's just going to move on to the next person because we are disposable. Only you are responsible and in charge of keeping your boundaries and making sure that you care for yourself. So, in summary, uh, rest is most definitely an important form of self-care. But boy, isn't it easy always. Or even like most of the time. Being unproductive is against everything society has told our entire lives for us to be. And we've tried so long not to rest and not to be unproductive. It's something that takes practice. Resting, I mean. It's learning to steer away from the habits and restrictions that we've had set ourselves for maybe like decades. But it's so worth it. I am going to sign out for today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, send me all the love and the criticism at, in Instagram at unproductivitypod. Thank you again for listening and sharing my passion. Until next time.